right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 119 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. I have a great show planned for you today, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. We are up again. That's two weeks in a row. So ending Thanksgiving week with a 3.2 pound gain. We will end November at this point with a 4.6 pound gain total. So for the month of November. Total lost since January 2019 is 150.4 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the next milestone of milestone 175 is 24.6 pounds. And pounds remaining to get to our big milestone of minus 200, 49.6 pounds. I don't plan to make any changes. I felt like these last two weeks, I have been in a perfect storm. I have... Number one, been on medication, anti-inflammatories, Percocets, all kinds of things because of a tooth issue I was having where I needed emergency root canal and all kinds of pain that ensued after that. So that's the first part of the storm. The second part of the storm is I entered Thanksgiving week already up 3.4 pounds. And then you have Thanksgiving. So all of those three things together, those were, see, there's a saying, when you find trouble in your life, trouble sires, uh, something like that. Trouble has three children. So if you find trouble somewhere else, count on two more things that are going to cause trouble in your life. Something like that. It's like trouble sires, three children, Ah, man, I can't remember it right now, but it's a good saying. <laughs> the dentist prescribed clindamycin for the infection in my, in my tooth. And I had to take it four times a day for one week, which all ended up good in the end. But someone had reached out recently on Facebook, and they were interested in if I could add some information to my journey update. So I thought, let's say, what the hell? If you guys ever think about anything you'd like to hear more about my journey updates, more details that I don't really get into, send me an email 
uh, send me a message, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and say, hey, listen, I'd be interested to know X, Y, and Z, and I could break into it. So I'm going to talk about Blue Dots. Now, when I first started, I didn't really pay much attention to what a Blue Dot was, but I heard plenty of people talk about Blue Dot challenges and all this stuff. And then finally learned, I understood that the blue dot, if you got a blue dot in your day, that meant you ate within the healthy eating zone of your plan. So I get 34 points a day right now. And I think the number is if you go eight above or nine below that number. So eight above would be 42. And eight below would be 26. Anywhere within those numbers, so from 26 to 40, if I ate, I would receive a blue dot. Okay. And so the person had reached out and said they would be interested to know if there were certain days where I struggled or, you know, or how many blue dots did I get in that week or whatever. So, okay, so we'll, we'll try it out. So last week at this point, of the seven days... I got four blue dots. So now the days I didn't receive blue dots are one Thanksgiving and then Saturday and Sunday. Those are the days that I didn't get blue dots. For the month of November, I took a step back. There were 30 possible blue dot days. Of those 30, I got 21 blue dot days. Now, let me explain something to you. This may end up being a boring stat for you in regards to me because Saturday and Sunday are planned days. I eat heavy on the weekends and I never get a blue dot. I don't call it cheating because I track everything I eat just like Weight Watchers asks me to. And I use my weeklies or activity points, whatever you want to call them. I do all of those things and I premeditate the decision to eat heavy. Everything is done before I actually sit down for the meal. I exercised, built up points, sat down for the meal with it already tracked. I know what restaurant I'm going to, what I'm ordering when I get there, and it's already tracked in the app before I arrive. These are planned heavy eating nights. So this blue dot, it may end up being a boring stat, but at least maybe it'll spark up some some questions, some other questions other people might have about my journey. Any questions you have, send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, on email, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Again, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. If you have questions and there's something you want me to talk about in the show, in regards to my journey updates, or in regards to anything, really. If you think it would be a good topic and it's something you struggle with, and I know anything about it, I'll go over it. I also set a consistency challenge for myself. And I set that challenge, I set it for the week leading to Thanksgiving. So the Saturday before Thanksgiving is when I set the challenge. And that challenge to myself was no more minimum workouts of four workouts a week. I don't want any more minimum and maximum. 
because I had a minimum of four, a maximum of five workouts a week. I want to make five consistent. And I also said that I believed that Leslie Sansone workouts was really helping me in regards to waistline measurements and stuff like that. I had a weird occurrence with a, with some pants and, and a belt. And all of a sudden I had a whole lot more room. And I really feel like the exercises that Leslie Sansone makes you do that are equivalent to a three mile walk or five mile walk or whatever, these exercises are adding a dynamic to my workout that need to stay there. So rather than go back to my four days a week walking outside because my work schedule went back to normal, I'm going to make, I made it a, a consistency goal for the rest of this year. So this consistency goal, I am going to work toward right up until the new year. And now to go from four times a week to five times a week consistently. And to have two of those minimum be Leslie Sandstone workouts. It could be three. It could be all five. But minimum, two of them are going to be Leslie Sandstone workouts. That's the goal. So week one was a failure. It was Thanksgiving week. And I, I got four workouts in. Didn't get the fifth. So that's a failure. But here's one thing I could tell you. When I set these consistency goals up for myself, remember I'm saying this to you. A plan never survives first contact with implementation. Any plan, doesn't matter. Any plan you make does not survive first comp contact with implementation. There is going to be a failure at some point. Now, here's your choice. Your choice is to take the failure and, and make it end because you can't handle it or to take the failure, learn from it, what went wrong exactly, make a correction and get into week two because that's why we make a six-week goal here because you're not going to ever be perfect at this. I don't need you to be perfect. I need you to be consistent. I don't need it to be Monday through Friday, and if you can't go Friday, you messed up everything. Saturday's a day, Sunday's a day, and it doesn't matter that you said five days. It doesn't have to be Monday through Friday. Understand? That's what it's about. Becoming consistent in whatever you set forth. That's what the consistency group was created to do. All of those people, almost 200 people now, and growing. My Facebook consistency group RWW Consistency Challenge, it's called. RWW Consistency Challenge. If you're into trying to make something consistent in your life, jump in there. There's so much support. These people all stick by each other. They post, they have, they're accountable to each other. They do the work necessary to achieve their consistency goals. And the more you participate, the more you get from it. If you go in there and you just watch... You're not going to get anything from it. Get in there, make some posts, make some declarations, fail, fall on your face a thousand times. I don't care. Just do it. And every time you fail, every time you fall on your face, you get up, you clean your face, dust yourself off and keep moving forward. Learn from the failure. Failure is the teacher that leads you to success.
You cannot have success without failure. No one can do anything perfectly. If you succeeded at everything you tried, every time you tried it, what is it worth doing? What did you really try? Now, I don't know who that message is for, but that, <laughs> that is for somebody out there listening to this. But my plan for week two, we're keeping it going. So I worked out Sunday. That was day one. My workouts start Sunday and they go to Saturday because for whatever reason, Fitbit doesn't let me choose my weigh-in day to be the beginning of my week. It's either Monday or Sunday. So it's Sunday. Sunday was workout one. Monday was workout two, which was also a Leslie Sansone workout. Today, Tuesday, as I'm recording, was workout number three, and it was a walk. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the planned workout was, is for Leslie Sansone. I have a dental appointment to do the next stage of this root canal, which is to put the post in. And then Friday, I have a bonus day. So either I take it off or I add another workout. And then Saturday is always a guaranteed walk day. That would be a guaranteed number five if I took the Friday off. Or it would be a bonus number six if I walked on Friday. So really, Friday is going to be a game time decision on Friday after work at four o'clock. If I feel like I need to walk, I'll walk. If I feel like I want to go and sit on the couch and watch Hallmark Christmas movies, I'm going to go downstairs, sit on the couch and watch Hallmark Christmas movies, whichever I want to do on Friday. That's what I'm going to do on Friday. As long as I end this week with five workouts and two of them are Leslie Sansone. That's all that matters. I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things going on in the world right now that are kind of concerning to me. And there's a reason they're concerning to me, but both of them, they were created with good intentions. Both of these things. And number one is this movement that you hear all the time. You could be in any number of workshops. You could be anywhere on Connect. You can be anywhere doing anything involving Weight Watchers or any weight loss program and hear this phrase, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace was created for the person who spends way more time beating themselves up about their failures as they should. And the whole reason I got all into those failure thing is people need to realize that failing is not a negative thing. There are people that never do a damn thing. Those people are worse off than you at failing. I need you to understand that. The people sitting on the couch watching Jerry Springer or whatever other daytime TV crap and soap operas and reality TV, no matter what it is, Instagram reels, TikTok, you name it all whatever they're wasting their time doing. Those people are worse off than you are when you fail at whatever you're attempting to do. Because at least you're attempting to do it. And wasting your time 
beating yourself up over your failures is what give yourself some grace was created for. The other one is body positivity. Body positivity was created for the person that didn't feel good about the way they looked. I can't tell you how many episodes I've talked about this. I cannot stand that all over the world, health and beauty have somehow been connected. It makes me crazy. Health and beauty are two separate things. Yet they push them together. And what it has caused is a bunch of people who think they are ugly because they are overweight. And the body positivity movement came in response to that. They came to encourage the person to realize everybody has beauty regardless of their size. Everybody. If you take a certain care of yourself, if you take a certain pride in the way you look, listen, especially in this day and age, clothing comes in all kinds of sizes now. And it's really your choice to look your best. To dress a certain way that makes you feel good is your choice. And if your attitude is that no matter what you put on, you're not going to look good, that is what the body positivity movement was created for. I want to get more into this. Let's take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. 
I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So I wanted to talk about these two movements going on. Give yourself some grace and body positivity. I've touched on the subject before. We live in a world where people want everything, but they want to be accountable for nothing. They want everything they want. They want it now. And they don't want to work for it. They just want it to be handed to them and they don't want any consequence for their actions. That's the kind of world we live in right now. Systems that were put in place to help people all over the world are being abused religiously. Government programs, all kinds of things. Abused religiously. With that same mentality, the world approaches their own lives. Anything they do, they look for the loopholes that will get them what they want. We had a big example of that when we just recently did this plan change. There were those of you, people out there that... I mean, they didn't even put in the work for it. It's one thing if you go and do exercise because you want to eat something. I would encourage that any day because then you would get a real source of how much work is needed or what, what is the work value of that food item that you want. But seldom people choose this route in order to get the food in that they want to eat. So either they use the free weekly points that Weight Watchers hands you or on the previous plan, they started eating massive amounts of vegetables. For every cup of vegetables ingested, you received a point for eating vegetables. And so people are eating six and seven and what God knows how many cups of vegetables to gain up enough points to go and make some poor decisions. They ate calories to earn points to eat something that was even more calories. And somehow this all made sense. And it was backed by science. The laws in our country, the laws in the world, 
they are not written for the 98% of the people that can get along in life. The rules and the laws of the world, no matter what country you live in, are written for the 2% of the people that cannot handle life. And the rest of the, the other 98 have to just do what it is the laws state. Not that they would ever need a law to tell them that. Yet, we live in a world where rules were put in place because of 2% of the population can't handle life. Simple as that. And the same thing applies in anything. Guidelines and all these things. People would see those guidelines and they would just abuse them. Let's stretch these guidelines beyond their breaking point. And then let's blame the system when the system doesn't work. The thing about it all where nobody wants to know. This is when nobody wants to have me as a friend. Because I'm the friend that'll tell you to get your head out of your ass. These are the consequences for your actions. And nine times out of ten, the people I'm talking to wouldn't even realize I was keeping track of these things. And then when I spring them on you, you're like, holy crap, would you do write this down? No, I've said it before. I'm an observer of behavior. I watch people. I'm very quiet and I watch people. When I get behind this mic, maybe I'm not so quiet. When you get me in a passionate, hot state, no, not quiet anymore. But until then, I'm quiet and I'm watching. And the minute, if you are in my life, the minute you get to that freak out point where you want to blame everything, I'm going to hand you the mirror. And I'm going to tell you the five and six reasons why you are the problem. This is not to condemn you. It is because you're blaming the wrong situation. Nobody wants the consequence. They all want the benefit of their choices. They want the pleasure of the instant coffee choices they make every single day. But they don't want any of the consequences. They want the benefit of eating 20, 10, 20 cups of vegetables to earn 10, 20 points so that they can go out and have pie and whatever else on a daily basis. But they don't want to know that they didn't eat anything that was beneficial to their body, so their body most likely stored it. Because whether you, whether you like what you're eating or you don't like what you're eating, your, your body is looking for what is going to benefit it to run. An engine needs gasoline and oil to run. You can't stick oil in the gas tank and you can't stick gas in the oil reservoir. They have to go in the right places. What the car needs, the car gets or the car doesn't run. The body is the same way. So just like this personal points plan, which ended and people abused it, the same is happening with give yourself some grace and body positivity. People have come in and they have declared these things over their lives. They are using 
give yourself some grace in order to enable bad behavior. They speak as if they are the victim. They speak as if something happened to them rather than saying they are the ones that caused it. Some of them preemptively talk and they're looking for somebody else to say, give yourself some grace. Oh, I really, really, really want this food item. I really want it so badly. And you're looking for the one person that will say, well, give yourself some grace, take a pause, and then go for it if you really still want it. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for the one person that would encourage themselves to give themselves some grace so they can enable the, enable the behavior. There's only so many times you can get away with this. There's only so many times you can stretch the rubber band before it snaps. And with body positivity, it's the same thing. If you are telling me that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, I'm standing right next to you. I'm right there. I believe it. Because if here's one thing about beauty. They say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's absolutely right. But it has to start somewhere. You have to see yourself as beautiful in order for people to see you, you as beautiful. And if you don't, they won't. It's as simple as that. I'm talking to you from the other side. I'm talking to you the guy, from the guy that used to think like this. If there was ever a woman remotely interested in me in high school, I would come up with 10 reasons why she shouldn't be. Because that's how I felt. Why should anybody feel a certain way about you Why should anybody accept you for who you are if you cannot also do that? If you can't stare in the mirror, look at yourself dead in the eye and say, I love you, I think you're beautiful, how can you expect someone else to do that? You cannot. But if you're here to tell me that all bodies are beautiful regardless of the shape and the size... I'm going to stand right with you because I believe the same thing. But the abusers have come. The abusers have infiltrated this beautiful movement. And they are also saying health comes in every body, all shapes and sizes. They're not saying beauty. They're saying health. Listen. There is nothing about your health that comes in all shapes and sizes. If you're doing something and you're on the way down in weight, there's a lot of things happening in your body. Let's be honest. You have fat that's becoming muscle. You could be losing both muscle and fat. Depending on the kind of exercise you're doing, you could be building muscle and losing fat. 
You could be losing muscle and fat, all kinds of things. But people want to pretend, they want to live in a delusion that health is found in all shapes and sizes. And people want to pretend that your health cannot, does not affect what you try to do on a daily basis. And it doesn't matter, you can be fat and fabulous and live a great life. Here's the thing. All of that is an illusion that eventually comes to an end. Because your mouth is writing checks that your body cannot cash. And eventually, the bill comes due. It comes due for everybody. And listen, I'm not shaming anybody here. I'm the, I'm the champion fat guy. I'm 44 years old and I've been over 400 pounds already twice in my life. 460 the first time, 403 the second time. So don't talk to me about body shaming. This health nonsense, health comes in all shapes and sizes, it's going to kill people. It's going to kill people. Because people will actually delete, believe this delusional bullshit. If you want to say that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, I'm right there next to you. Health does not come in all shapes and sizes. Whatever health you have at the moment, if you stay on the course you're on, there's going to be a come a day where the consequence or the bill comes due. And that's the day if you don't want to hear the truth, you don't want a friend like me in your life. Because I'm the guy that's going to hand you the mirror. All of this time where you've been eaten for pleasure... And now you want to cry, woe is me. Woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Because the doctor looked at you and said, you have type 2 diabetes. You have congestive heart failure. I need to put four stents in. If you don't stop, you're going to have a heart attack. Now. You want to blame the world for what you've been building. You've been building a castle of destruction for 15, 20, 30 years, some of you. A castle of destruction, and it's a mighty castle. A mighty one. On an ominous hilltop. But you don't know, in the foundation, there's a fatal crack. And all that something needs to do is attack the crack in the foundation. And the whole thing comes down. That's what happens when the bill comes due. 
We can live in this illusion that, hey, look, look, I'm two, three, four hundred pounds, but I'm perfectly healthy. There's nothing wrong with me. But we never say the three-letter word that eventually comes. The powerful three-letter word that puts the lie to everything you believe. Yet. Nothing has happened to you yet. And if you don't change your life, you're only guaranteeing it. Because when that bill comes due, there is no collection agency. There is no, oh, let me work with a debt relief counselor. It's it. And some of you will get to the point where it becomes a death sentence. Because you value the food that much more, the pleasure that your mouth gets for the five seconds it's in your mouth before you inhale it. You value that more than your own life. And some of you that do that, that value that food more than your own life, will also say with that mouth, why can't anybody accept me for who I am? Such crap. You don't even accept yourself. You don't find value in yourself over the food you shovel in your mouth. It's all about pleasure. It's all about finding the next piece of things that's going to give you the pleasure you seek to fill the void in your life that was caused by what you seek. It's an endless cycle. Can't you see it? Have I not painted the picture yet? We have something that causes us pain. We found that food has given us pleasure. And at the same time as food has given you pleasure, it also ensures more pain. And you keep going in this cycle over and over and over again. You get the pain. You, you eat the food. You feel the comfort. You feel the pleasure. And then the pain comes back. And you cycle over and over and over again. And you waste years and years and years of your life. Until the one day the doctor comes and starts to warn you. And you think your life is over. Or until the one day you're in the emergency room praying to God you live. And you're in ICU and whatever else is happening to you. All of the choices were already made at that point. Everything you've chosen to do led you to that moment. The moment when you're in the emergency room. The moment when you're in the ambulance. The moment when you're sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor is telling you what is wrong with you. Every choice you've made has led to those moments. And body positivity... And give yourself some grace, have been abused 
and they are being used to manipulate the mind to enable the further destruction of your life. Because we decided to abuse two things that were made in beautiful situations what they were created for. They were created for beautiful things. And you got people who don't want and have no desire to change their life wanting just to enable their next moment of weakness. This world is filled with prisoners. Prisoners that scream to be set free. Now, the overwhelming majority of those prisoners will never realize that the key to their freedom sits in the cell with them. Now, of the small percentage that remains that do realize the key is in there, an even smaller percentage will actually find the key. And of that percentage that actually finds the key, the majority of those people will be too afraid to use it. But the even smaller percentage, the fraction that remains, will actually stick the key in the keyhole and get out. This small, minuscule percentage that actually becomes free, they leave the the prison. But then they realize, they realize all along how simple achieving their freedom actually was. And rather than actually leave, they turn around and they go back in. And they go up to all of the other prisoners and they try to tell them, listen, the key is right in there. The key is there. All you need to do is find it and you can get out with me. Find the key. It's in there with you. And you could come with me. You don't have to be stuck here anymore. It's in there with you. And some of them will find the key and they'll be holding it. And these people will say, well, what are you waiting for? Come on, let's go. We can leave. And they'll sit on the bench, twirling the key in their hands. Oh, I don't know. What will I do when I get out? I understand what it is to be here. It's too scary out there. And the person who has his freedom says, what do you mean? Who cares how scary it is? Anything is better than this. And they just sit there, twirling the keys. Too scared to move. Too scared to do anything out of what they've known their entire lives. Eventually, the free people decide this isn't worth their time. And they leave. But they never forget the people sitting there twirling the key 
Which one? Which prisoner are you? Are you the one who found the key, became free, and are sitting there trying to show everyone else how to get out? Are you the one who doesn't believe that person and doesn't even bother looking and just continues to sit there? Or are you the one holding the key and you're too afraid to use it? Because you're comfortable right where you are and you understand life and you actually believe the delusion that you are happy and you are healthy. Listen, your health, what, however much you have of it right now, it's temporary. And the bill is about to come due. But all you need to do is take the key you've been twirling all this time, stick it in the keyhole, and get out. Get out of the prison that you've been calling a happy life all this time because it's a delusion. It means nothing. It is nothing compared to real, actual health, to real life, to real, true happiness. This thing that you pretend to that makes you happy, it is nothing. It is nothing compared to what really exists. The truth of what happiness actually is, is out there and you just can't see it because you're too blind, too afraid to actually put the key in the keyhole and turn it. I plead with you, do it today, do it right now. It's not too late. There is so much time still remaining for you to get out and truly be the truest version of yourself. Get moving, no more delaying. This is the time for you to become the real you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.